Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is August 18th, 2022, and our first story in an epic troll, Donald Trump has endorsed Democrats fulfilling a Babylon Bee prophecy, and Democrats are actually taking the bait, and it's causing infighting. Amazing. In our next story, a new report from NBC shows monkeypox is transmitted by sex more than skin-to-skin contact. This has deep implications for the story about the dog with monkeypox on its anus as well as children contracting the disease. In our last story, the Finnish prime minister in a leaked video is dancing and shaking it, drawing serious criticism as the country is on the verge of war with Russia. And there's a massive escalation that some fear could be World War III. Are millennials just too weak to govern? If you like this show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. You know, I went back and forth on this one. What's the most important story? Brian Stelter's been canned by CNN. He's leaving the company. His show is done. And uh, everybody's laughing because he's the epitome of an establishment shell. But I still think Donald Trump takes the cake with his fulfillment of the Babylon Bee prophecy. Donald Trump quite literally endorsed several Democrats They're pissed, but the opponents of these individuals are playing it up like Trump's endorsements are real. Al Jazeera reports, why did Trump endorse the Democrat who led the impeachment probe? Trump accused of meddling and trying to fool voters in election that will decide Democratic candidate for Congress. It ain't Trump. Trump can make a joke. He can say whatever he want. This man is hilarious. He's literally the funniest politician we have because He's not really a politician, but one of the opponents for this individual is now playing up the fact that Donald Trump endorsed this guy and people are pissed. They're like, you know, he's lying. Don't play these games. But that's all it takes. You know, here's why it's funny. Donald Trump endorsed the Democrat who led the impeachment probe. It's funny because the Babylon Bee wrote November 18th, 2019, ingenious move. Trump supports impeachment, forcing Democrats to oppose. Did you know the satirical website, the Babylon Bee, has an ongoing list of stories they've written that have turned out to be true and not that they turned out to be true, but that they ended up happening. Okay, 
to be fair, in this story, you know, Donald Trump could have seen the story from the Babylon Bee and then acted upon it. But most of their stories are like things just happened. They write something satirical and then it ends up actually happening because we live in a clown world. We live in some kind of simulation. It, it, it can't possibly be this way. You got to read these endorsements and you got to see the political consequences here because it is it is quite funny. But there is a big story still. The Washington Post is writing how MAGA has has shut out the media and the public. Oh, no. The people who lie, cheat and steal when it comes to stories, smear the president, smear everybody, smear merchants, as they're called, are angry that no one's giving them access anymore. And I've been saying this. Stop giving interviews to these people. You know, they're going to lie. You know, they're going to manipulate what you say. And there is nothing you can do about it. Donald Trump gets it. MAGA gets it. And the media has one thing, access. No, no, I should take that back. It's unfair to say Donald Trump gets it because for some reason he still does interviews with these people. But he gets it in the sense that he's repeatedly called them out. You know, he's called them fake news. He led the charge in that regard. To that extent, I think he needs to stop giving these people interviews. And he should have got off Twitter a long time ago, forcing the media to chase him to one of these other platforms. But now we have the Brian Stelter story. The man has been fired. CNN is saying, no, we're changing this. The memes that are coming out are absolutely hilarious. Now, in terms of the media, something else interesting. Alex Jones is backing Ron DeSantis. That'll be interesting. This, this Look, a lot of people want to play this game where they think the establishment is all powerful. They're not. There's a lot of people who want to claim there's a grand conspiracy and there's a cabal running the world. Bro, there may be plots behind the scenes from nefarious and malicious actors. I guarantee you there are. We've exposed many of them over in, in the history of the United States, but they're not as powerful as you think. And they're scared of a man like Don, Donald Trump. And they are scared that they are losing power. And the machine is falling apart. Donald Trump's ability to, to game the media, even to this day, proves it. And it's quite hilarious. And now we're seeing, which, what, remarkably, the Democrats are losing minority voters. They're becoming a party of rich white people. I mean, they've always kind of been. They've always masqueraded as being this party of the working class, you know, diverse ethnic, uh, ethnic group or whatever. But they're losing whatever claim they had in that regard. Let's take a look at what's going on with Donald Trump's epic troll of the Democratic Party. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work and get access to all of our shows. Big news coming uh, next week on the 20s, uh, next Friday, we will be releasing TimCast Records' first single. Technically, it's not. I mean, technically, Will of the People was, but we didn't really have any label or anything. Now we actually have a bunch of songs lined up. We're going to be signing bands. We're going to be expanding our music offerings. And we have a song coming out called Only Ever Wanted. We got the ads up in Times Square already. As a member, you are helping us to engage in culture. Now, this song that's coming out, it's not political in any respect. It is a regular old song. I don't really know what genre it is. It's rooted in rock and pop, I guess. But the idea is... Along with, uh, you know, Tales from the Inverted World, our goal is to build culture to compete directly with and displace big networks like Disney and Netflix. Now, you may say that I am a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. All right. The Daily Wire is doing similar things with your support. We are going to make content, just content. That way, people who are not politically active or don't know will be drawn to our platforms where we will have massive influence to share real news and truth, unlike the garbage that is CNN. 
consider supporting over at TimCast.com. Check out our After Hours Uncensored shows. Cast Castle vlog is good fun. Let's get into that first story. Al Jazeera reports, former U.S. President Donald Trump, a Republican, has released a pair of surprise endorsements for the upcoming midterm elections, lavishing praise ahead of the Democratic primaries in New York on two Democratic candidates central to his first impeachment by Congress. The endorsements represented a stark about face for Trump, who just days earlier had unleashed a scathing invective against one of one of the candidates, lawyer Dan Goldman, who was lead counsel in the Democrat-led House impeachment of Trump from 2019 to 2020. Now, Trump, in a post on his social media site Truth Social on Wednesday, called him honorable, fair, and highly intelligent. He also endorsed Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, who is currently leading a House Oversight Committee investigation into Trump's alleged storing of classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago estate, saying she will never let our conservative movement down. Trump has repeatedly dismissed the myriad of congressional investigations into his conduct as part of a coordinated witch hunt. The endorsements, which many social media users quickly dismissed as trolling, appeared to underscore a unique tactic employed heavily ahead of this year's U.S. primary which is the elections used by political parties in states and territories across the U.S. to select their candidates ahead of federal legislative and presidential as well as state level general elections. Here's what Democrats did. Donald Trump is responding to Democrats propping up the messages of Trump supporting candidates. Their strategy is by running commercials that favor Trump's endorsed candidates. They can make it they believe the MAGA candidates won't win. So they're trying to decide who in the primary actually wins? Let me show you Donald Trump's Truth Social. Do oh, Truth Social just got totally dominated by uh, reporting about Brian Stelter. Can I not pull up Brian Stelter? I just had it here. Apparently, I can't. All right, there we go. We got Donald Trump right here. We got Donald Trump. Where are those? Where are those endorsements? Where are the? Uh, let's let's scroll down here, and uh, here we go. Donald Trump said. Lawyer Dan Goldman is running for Congress, New York 10th, and it is my great honor to strongly endorse him. I do this not because of the fact that he headed up the impeachment committee and lost, but because he was honorable, fair, and highly intelligent. While it was my honor to beat him and beat him badly, Dan Goldman has a wonderful future ahead. He will be very compassionate and compromising to those within the Republican Party and will do everything possible to make sure they have a fair chance at winning against radical left Democrats who he knows are destroying our country. I would like to thank Dan for fighting so hard for America and for working so tirelessly to stop Trump. He was not easy to beat, but winning against him made me realize just how very talented I am. Okay, he's clearly trolling, but it's masterful. Donald Trump, man, I just, he's a guy, huh? He is, he is one heck of a guy. I'll put it that way. On Twitter, I said, I love this man. I love the trolling. I love the memes. Donald Trump truthed. That's what it's called, truthing on his platform. A vote for Carolyn Maloney in New York 12 is a vote for the future. She is a kind and wonderful person who has always said terrific things about me and will support me no matter what I do, just as I supported her very early on. She begged for a check with no quid pro quo. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online 
and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. And I gave it to her, in fact. I gave her many. On the other hand, Jerry Nadler is likewise a hard-driving man of the people, whose energy and attention to detail is unlike anyone else in Congress. He is high-energy, sharp, quick-witted, and bright. You can't go wrong with either. But Carolyn Maloney is the better man. Brilliant, Trump. She will lead our country into a very green and prosperous future. Carolyn has my complete and total endorsement. She will never let our conservative movement down. Amazing. We now have this tweet from verified Yalin Nyo. I'm, oh, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. New York State Assembly member, candidate for Congress, New York 10. She is running against Dan Goldman. In response to the endorsement, Yalin says, Donald Trump just endorsed my multimillionaire opponent in case you needed a reminder of what the stakes are. New York 10, choose your fighter. Ah! Of course they took the bait. I know this woman knows Trump is trolling, but she can't help herself. Donald Trump knows she can't help herself. Donald Trump knows the media can't help itself. That if he throws them the bait, they don't care. They'll run with it. Who in the Democratic Party would give up the opportunity to say that their opponent is supported by Donald Trump? It has been their entire strategy. Donald Trump meet 4D chess. When the Democrats started propping up the message of, of Trump supporter Republicans, the goal was to taint them, saying, look at the things they support. What did the Governor's Association, the Democrats' Governor's Association, put like a million bucks into one guy? They're doing it all over. The idea being MAGA candidates can't win, and they will taint the general election by promoting these ideas. Donald Trump knows the Democrats are, are terrified of him. And he said, OK, you want to prop up my opponents thinking I'm going to smear them? I'll endorse you. And look what happened already. A Democrat is acting like it's real. These people are predictable, remarkable. You know, st the state of politics in this country is a flaming dumpster. And Donald Trump gets it. And he is the king of the flaming dumpster. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. The dude knows exactly what's going on. And he pokes the bear and he prods at it. Now, I for one, I think Donald Trump is worthy of tremendous criticism, but I think he's the best chance we got moving forward for a lot of reasons. That is not to, to dismiss Ron DeSantis. Now, I go back and forth between the two, and I'll tell you this, Ron DeSantis, he's younger, he's got energy, he's proven he's going to do a lot of great things. He fired that, uh, that Soros prosecutor, suspended him, now he's getting sued over it, I like it. But I don't know if Ron DeSantis is going to go in and clean up with Schedule F like Donald Trump will. Trump is going to fire all these guys. Now, there's also the equal point that he didn't the first time when he said he was going to do it. And Ron DeSantis did fire that other guy. So maybe Ron DeSantis is a better bet. I think for a lot of reasons, Donald Trump is deserving of another term. 
And I'm not I'm not so sure where I'm going to fall when it comes to uh, a primary in 2023 between Trump or DeSantis. What I can say is no new wars under Trump. And that's very, very important to me. Peace in the Middle East, these peace agreements that Trump was bringing about. I vote for that. Firing people and give me that. I vote for that. Ron DeSantis can do a lot of stuff challenging wokeness and running the economy well. And that's great. But that's like a VP thing for me right now. I've said before, you know, I said in April that I was leaning towards DeSantis over Trump for a variety of reasons. I don't know where I'm going to end up. And I don't want to keep saying one or the other right now. It's it's tough. There's a lot of good reasons to vote for DeSantis. In response to Yaltlin Nyo, uh, Nyo, I'm trying to pronounce her name right, tweeting this, many people are like, take it down now. Be more like this guy. One guy says, you know, it's funny, but we're not going to be distracted. I, I, I'm not surprised that a, a New York State Assembly maker candidate is, you know, acting like it's real. She's got pronouns in her bio. She, her, hers. Well, here's the story from 2019. The prophecy has come true. Ingenious move. Trump supports impeachment, forcing Democrats to oppose. That was the gag. The gag was that no matter what Trump does, the Democrats would oppose it. So fine. He supports impeachment and they'll be forced to say, no, it's wrong. No, we can't do it. This was a gag. But Trump actually just endorsed the guy who led the impeachment. And the Democrats, they're buying it. Not all of them, obviously, but some of them are taking the bait. The Babylon Bee satirically wrote, The impeachment hearings have been thrown into chaos after President Trump announced that he supports impeachment, forcing Democrats to impose their own impeachment inquiry. Impeachment, I'm for it. Great idea. Best idea maybe ever, he said, adding that he's getting kind of sick of all this winning anyway. Sure, why not? Impeach me. I love it. Whatever. Now I'm going to go watch Joker again. Great film. What's that guy's name? Phoenix something. Bob Phoenix. That's it. Tremendous. A- <laughs> Tremendous actor. Absolutely perfect. Democrats quickly condemned his statements, saying it's clear that Trump wants to be impeached because he's not good at being president. Well, we're going to show him a thing or two by forcing him to stay in the White House and finish out his term. And Joker is alt-right propaganda. She said, falling for Trump's ploy to make Dems condemn one of the most successful beloved films of the year. Joker was amazing, by the way. One pundit on CNN suggested that Trump is supporting impeachment at the request of Putin or the guy from Ukraine or whichever conspiracy thing we're pushing this month, I forget. At publishing time, Democrats had also withdrawn from the 2020 race to teach Trump a lesson. The prophecies are being fulfilled. It's absolutely amazing stuff. Bravo. Here's what I love. Let's 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 go on to the state of uh, of humor in in today. I definitely got to talk about CNN and Brian Stelter and the media complaining about a loss of access. But Andrew Andrew Yang tweets, Liz Cheney is going to be a problem for Trump through 2024. Boy, Andrew, you are so wrong on this one. In response, one individual said she should run as a libertarian and would get enough votes. So we actually get three major parties in the USA. That way she has changed the USA forever. My friends, when I saw this response to Andrew Yang, I couldn't laugh. It was too funny. It was so funny that I, 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 I entered another universe, a psychedelic state of pure humor. I have seen the other side. I just, I, I, the, the, I mean, I did laugh. Someone believing that Liz Cheney would generate tons of libertarian votes. Are you mad? <laughs> Liz Cheney is the antithesis 
of the Libertarian Party. And not just the Libertarian Party, the Mises Caucus. If I, I tweeted, if you think Liz Cheney could even get 0.01% of the vote, I got a bridge to sell you. And in response, people said, as a card-carrying member of the Libertarian Party, 0.01% is too generous. You're right. Yo, Liz Cheney is not going to be a problem for Trump. If she runs in 2024, she's going to get Democrat votes. She'll help Donald Trump. You know why? There have been Republicans who've left the party and they went Democrat. They'll vote for ain't hurting Trump. Trump's base ain't going to be walking away from him. Now, with that being said, there is this possibility. Alex Jones backs a possible DeSantis bid over Trump. And Alex Jones is a deeply influential man. The Hill says Alex Jones on Wednesday said he'd support a 2024 bid from Governor Ron DeSantis turning his back on Trump. With that, he said uh, he said he pigheadedly supported Trump in the past to keep him in office because of the nightmare scenario of Hillary or Biden got in. With that, I am supporting DeSantis, Jones said. Trump and DeSantis have topped recent polling. In fact, predict it right now has DeSantis winning. The prediction markets believe DeSantis will be the nominee, not Trump. And they're going to mention a bunch of stuff. DeSantis knocked the FBI for the search against Trump, which uh, he is alleged was politically motivated. The turn away from Trump comes the same day that a Florida prosecutor sued DeSantis, alleging the Florida governor had suspended him due to his views on transgender surgery and abortion. Well, because he wasn't upholding the law. But let's take a look at what's happening to the Democratic Party. It's falling apart. I don't know if it's going to be DeSantis or Trump. I can tell you this. It ain't going to be the Democrats. Not the B, because they actually have some real news. Oh, and their news guard certified. Look at that. News guard says uh, not the B is actually uh, credible. Maintains their uh, basic standards of credibility with some exceptions. The Democrat Hispanic exodus is game changing. You betcha. Take a look at the CBS poll they highlight. Among Hispanic voters, it is a statistical tie between Democrat and Republican. They write, yes, Democrats are still winning the Hispanic vote, but their lead is now within the polls margin of error, making it a statistical tie. Such numbers are almost unthinkable, considering that just four years ago, Hispanic voters broke for Democrats at a gargantuan 40 point differential. Regardless of your political loyalties, a 37 point shift in voter sentiment in four years is jaw dropping. So what caused it? I appreciate the remark of one Hispanic public relations exec who recently commented on the seismic shift that when it came to his racial demographic, no somos woke. To be sure, this is more than just being compared to breakfast tacos in San Antonio by the first lady. It's more than having a nonsense label like Latinx slapped on you despite no one having any idea what it means. This is about a culture crusade by progressives that stokes division and exacerbates racial unrest. Who would possibly be enticed by such a movement? Now, from my seat, it doesn't end with the woke nonsense. More than a few commentators have observed the modern Democrat Party's supersonic slide into radical abortion politics, a historically pro-life demographic, undoubtedly part and parcel of their strong Catholic traditions. Most Hispanics have been appalled to watch Democrats' messaging on the subject go from safe, legal, and rare to shout your abortion. Josh Kroshar tweeted, Another eye-popping poll nugget showing the disconnect between the Democratic activists and Hispanic voters. By 66 to 28 percent, strong progressives say America is not the greatest country in the world. By 70 to 23, Hispanics say the reverse. I'll tell you this, my friends. Donald Trump took a picture of himself eating a taco bowl saying he loved Mexicans. Or something like that. 
Hispanic voters, they're patriots. They are true Americans. And they have been. Now, of course, there are issues with illegal immigration. But guess what? This is why they're mad. It's why the Rio Grande Valley in southern Texas switched Republican, because these people want immigration legally, like Donald Trump said, not open borders like Democrats are doing. Don't believe me? Take a look at this story from the Daily Mail. Unbelievable. Border patrol agents open the gates at crossing point, letting in illegal immigrants at the southern border moments after Greg Abbott's Texas National Guard had locked them. This is absolutely insane. Federal agents opened up the gates to allow illegal immigrants to walk on through. Does Texas not have sovereignty on its borders? So what is that? What happens? Well, in the Rio Grande Valley, in the southern in southern Texas, you have a lot of Hispanic voters and they don't like it when there are cartels, coyotes, traffickers coming onto their property. And they're begging for some security. But Joe Biden is spitting in their faces. And so they say enough. This is big. I don't know what's going to happen come November because a lot of these changes are unprecedented. But something is coming. And especially with Donald Trump's endorsement of Democrats, we'll see what actually happens. It may work. These are establishment Democrats. People might look at that and say, see, Donald Trump is establishment and he's supporting them. You can't vote for him. It's going to help the progressives. That's why they're leaning into it. Take a look at this from The Washington Post. MAGA Republicans shut out the media and the public by the editorial board. I do want to make sure I issue a clarification. Very, very. uh, I want to make sure here. I'm not entirely sure Yaline Nyo is actually running as a Democrat. She may be running against this guy. She does have pronouns in in her bio, but she could be running as a progressive or something. And I just want to make sure that's clear because it doesn't say that in her bio that she is a Democrat. But she's a New York State Assembly member. And, uh, you know, actually, maybe she has this in her in her other profile. Uh, I don't know. I, I, want, I want to be careful if uh, uh, if she's not actually a Democrat. I just want to make sure that's clear so that I, I do my best to make sure we get things factually accurate. The Washington Post says MAGA Republicans shut out the media and the public. Journalists across the U.S. find themselves increasingly shut out of political events they would have routinely and easily covered in previous cycles. Candidates have been trying to bypass mainstream media scrutiny for generations. Most politicians prefer to engage with ideologically friendly outlets such as Fox News or MSNBC. But in recent election cycles, campaigns have generally scheduled fewer yet more scripted public events. More often than before, newsworthy gatherings are not announced ahead of time. And reporters only find out they occurred when pictures get posted to social media or a news release is sent out later. For traditional outlets, Interviews with many candidates have become harder to secure. Some campaigns don't even return calls or emails. Hey, I got to tell you, man, we've actually had trouble getting a Tim Casting, our reporter, into some Trump rallies, mostly because they're full. But, uh, you know, and then what, ha- what happens is I have to make a phone call and be like, hey, our reporter's trying to come and cover your rally. And they go, oh, OK, we'll let him in. Like, you know, if you're calling, I'm actually not cool with that. You know, if a reporter wants to cover the event, you should just typically let him do it unless you know specifically this reporter is a liar. Generally, I'd say give the reporter a chance, but this is the reality. The media has one play, and that play is access. Stop giving it to them. Ignore them. Shut them down. And then they have nothing. Give only your interviews to news outlets that you believe are honest. That doesn't mean they won't criticize you, but at least they will be honest. I'd love to see a real critique of DeSantis. Okay, let's come out and talk about BDS. 
Ron DeSantis opposes it. And there are questions about his commitment to the to free speech because there are people in Florida that want to boycott, divest and sanction Israel. And he was he you know, I, I don't want to get into the full details because I don't have the details pulled up and I'll probably get it wrong. But there's questions in that regard. I'm not saying I'm here to criticize criticize him on that capacity or in that circumstance, but that you can sit down with the guy and say, what do you say to critics who would say these things? Let him say his piece. OK, we get it. There you go. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. And here we are. Brian Stelter out at CNN. His network cancels media show Reliable Sources. Oh, it's sad to see, huh? Sad to see. Stelrers, says Fox News, as a typo, Reliable Sources has been canned. CNN is parting ways with the Reliable Sources host and media pundit Brian Stelter with his last show airing Sunday. CNN will end its Reliable Sources program on Sunday, August 21st. As a result, Brian Stelter will leave the company. We appreciate his contributions to the network and wish him well as he embarks on new endeavors. This dude is one of the worst. Brian Stelter was the epitome of saying whatever Democrats needed someone to say. So uh, what's a good example? There have been several stories. He comes out and he says, don't watch Fox News. They're propaganda. Only watch us. You're propaganda, bro. You know what I say to people? Watch them both. Watch CNN, watch Fox News, then you decide. Hey, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's called journalism. Instead, what do we get? NBC, for instance, they are largely activists. Brian Stelter, sophist, shill, propagandist. Which brings me to one of the craziest stories of the day. We'll wrap up on this one. Breaking. Sam Harris admits the censorship of Hunter Biden's laptop was a conspiracy to help Biden, and he stands by it. Well, that's insane. What an absurd notion. Now, we know that Twitter and Facebook did suppress the the Biden uh, Hunter Biden laptop story, and it did hurt Trump. But to imply it was a conspiracy. No, I mean, I got to be completely honest. Sam Harris is basically saying like they intentionally colluded behind the scenes, saying like this story is real quick. We better not let anyone see it. I don't think it was that overt. I'm sorry. I really don't. I'm sure there were probably people in the Biden circle who were saying things to that capacity like, oh, this hunt, this this laptop's bad. We better, you know, quash this because that's just called PR. But with these big tech companies, what it is, is it's worse. I, I don't like conspiracies because I kind of feel like conspiracies let too many people off the hook. And I mean it. I mean it. I really do. I know a lot of people want to believe that behind the scenes, powerful interests went to Twitter and said, this will be bad for our campaign. Pull the story. And they all went. <laughs> the reality is it's a cult. It is a cult. It's worse. What you have were the people working at Twitter being like the media is saying it's fake news. We better take it down. It's emergent, not conspiratorial. I know a lot of people don't want to believe it. There are conspiracies. There are bad people. But my point is this. When the media lies because they are agenda driven, the, the big tech companies panic and just do as they're told. They're not, it's not a cabal meeting underground deciding on what coverage is or isn't allowed. They don't have that much power. They are, however, in a cult where they will suppress stories 
if the media says it's fake news. They'll say, whatever you say, we don't care. It's great cover. Now, that being said, we do know the White House got Alex Berenson banned. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying that until they come out and show me that it happened, it's actually worse for them when that it's a that it's that it's an emergent cult phenomenon and not coordinated. So the story for those that didn't hear, Alex Berenson sued Twitter because the White House sought his banning and Twitter followed through. Now that is a conspiracy. And that is illegal. It's a violation of 1A. This story's crazy. Sam Harris, influential podcaster, wealthy individual, said, quote, Hunter literally could have had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared. He went on to say that it was a conspiracy to help. He says, quote, it was a conspiracy out in the open, but it doesn't matter if it was. This is crazy. Let me, let me, let me read. He said, quote, we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deal in Ukraine or whatever else, right? Or China. It's infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. Like what, Sam? Sam, can, can you, can, what? Like what? He said, it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just, it doesn't even, it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University is a story is worse than anything that could be in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? You're insane, Sam. Trump University? That he was trying to get people to give him money to like get accredited or learn something? That's nothing compared to Hunter Biden flying his son in Air Force Two to China for private equity deals. It's nothing compared to the, the, the quid pro quo with Ukraine. Our country is being trampled over. Donald Trump, assuming the university story is real, defrauded some people. Is that the claim? Joe Biden is exploiting us directly, the entire country and the world. Lunacy. He said, now that's not... That doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut it down, you know, but uh, uh, like the the New York Post shut down the the New York Post Twitter account. That's just a conspiracy. That's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely. It was absolutely right. But I think it was warranted, right? The hosts pressed Harris on the comment. And then Sam went, he said, imagine there's an asteroid heading towards Earth. If people meet to try and deflect it, that's not a conspiracy. It's it's a plan out in the open. Insane. The level of Trump derangement syndrome. Sam Harris is one of the most zealous and insane people I've ever heard for a long time. You know, he would come out and talk about religion and how religions are crazy. And I've never been a big fan of Harris because he holds within his heart the exact same zealotry. It's, it's rather humorous when he's like, I am sick of these fundamentalist religions and how they behave. And you're like, well, that's really interesting. I, I, I agree. You know, fundamentalist zealotry is a bad thing. Now, Donald Trump recently came out. Oh, Donald Trump. He's worse than a meteor coming towards Earth. He, 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 no matter what he's doing, we, we are. Are you insane, bro? You are the exact zealotry of dogma. You're an arrogant man who doesn't even know what he's talking about, hasn't researched these stories, and Trump University is the best you could muster up? Don't you know anything about the Qatar Turkey pipeline, Burisma, Joe Biden's brother's contracts in Iraq? Do you even read, bro? Biden Inc., Politico Magazine, the strange fortunes that follow alongside Joe Biden's career and as a, as a boon to his family, how strange these things could have occurred. Oh, but Donald Trump, Trump University. Bro, you want to come to me and tell me that Donald Trump is corrupt? I'll be like, okay. 
You want to come to me and be like, oh, the CFO or whatever from his organization is pleading guilty to fraud. I'll be like, yeah, I'm not surprised about that. You want to claim that these things are anywhere near the severity of Joe Biden as the vice president in an administration that killed American citizens with drone strikes. Oh, but Donald Trump, the Trump University. Okay, investigate him, indict him, whatever. I don't care. But to, to dismiss and prop up the corruption of the bureaucratic state is indefensible. Donald Trump is a madman, good and bad ways. And he's endorsing Democrats, and it's funny. I don't think Trump's all that bad. I think Trump's done things that are, you, you, you can criticize. Absolutely. Promoting Trump properties on State Department website, that happened. That's stupid. But come on. It, it's, it's the stuff where you're like, dude, Trump, stop, please. You know, he wanted to have the G7 at Trump Doral, and then he backed off because people told him it was, it was corrupt. He's like, fine, fine, I won't do it. Well, there you go. Hunter Biden? Get out of here, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. A new report from NBC News has shocking consequences on the monkeypox narrative. NBC News reports sex between men, not skin contact, is fueling monkeypox, new research suggests. The claim that skin-to-skin contact during sex, not the intercourse itself, drives most monkeypox transmission is likely backward, a growing group of experts say. Now, the reason this is consequential is that for the past several weeks, there have been some alarming stories about certain individuals and animals acquiring monkeypox. The narrative was monkeypox was spread by skin to skin contact. And because, of course, people who are engaging in adult activities are heavily contacting each other's skin, they're more likely to get monkeypox. It's the narrative that the news has run with. It's what we've been reporting as per these reports. But now something is different. In fact, what NBC News is reporting is that experts now say it is bodily fluids from intercourse itself, not the skin to skin contact. This will have shop, uh, shocking ramifications on several other stories, notably a dog that acquired monkeypox, as well as several children. NBC News reports since the outset of the global monkeypox outbreak in May. Public health and infectious disease experts have told the public that the virus is largely transmitting through skin to skin contact, in particular during sex between men. Now, however, an expanding cadre of experts has come to believe that sex between men itself, both, let's just say, um, front, uh, I don't know how to say, I, I can't keep this one family friendly, but I'll try, um, in the front and in the back is likely the main driver of the global monkeypox transmission. Now, I, I, I apologize for being crude or crass if it comes off this way. This way. I'm really trying, and I want to make sure this is clear to everybody, to be as academic in the reporting of this information as possible, because this does pertain to a health emergency. Biden, uh, I believe Biden declared an emergency. Several states have declared emergencies. We need to understand this if we are going to enact po proper policies and procedures to deal with the outbreak. They say in recent weeks, a growing body of scientific evidence, including a trio of studies published in peer-reviewed journals, as well as reports from national, regional, and global health authorities, has suggested that experts may have framed monkeypox's typical transmission route precisely backward. Reconceiving the primary risk factors for transmission is crucial because, because of how it may affect guidance on reducing the risk of infection, including the question of whether demanding that people with the virus self-isolate 
has any substantial impact on transmission. A growing body of evidence supports that sexual transmission, particularly through, let's just say, male fluids, is occurring with the current monkeypox outbreak, said Dr. Aniruda Hazra, medical doctor of the University of Chicago Sexual Wellness Clinic, referring to monkeypox and to recent studies that found the virus in male fluids. Consequently, scientists told NBC News that the CDC and other public health authorities should update their monkeypox communication strategies to more strongly emphasize the centrality of intercourse among gay and bi men who compromise nearly all U.S. cases to the virus's spread. On August 14th, Dr. Jeffrey Klausner, an infectious disease physician at the University of Southern California, and Dr. Lao Tzu, Alan Blitz, a resident physician in global health at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, published an essay on Medium in which they reviewed the science supporting the argument that during the current outbreak, monkeypox is largely transmitting through front and back intercourse between men. It looks very clear to us that this is an infection that is transmit- transmitting sexually the vast majority of the time. This is important. There have been several stories where on Twitter you'll see people saying, oh, you're incorrectly assessing that this is an STD. Now, a lot of people were telling me I was wrong by reporting the news when they said it was skin to skin contact. I got to be honest, that seems to make sense. Now we're getting information to the contrary, and I go where the reporting goes. Maybe a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they want me to report things that they see or they believe, and often they are correct. My friends, I only go where the, where the reporting evidence and our independent review and investigation from TimCast.com brings us. That is to say, although many people may have believed this from the outright, that's what it was, I can't say things not as an expert. Okay, so the, the information now is changing, and this is what we have. This is very important. I hope everybody understands this and shares this information because this will have a profound impact on how we deal with a, a very serious emergency. This debate, however, is far from settled. Dr. Rosamond Lewis, technical lead for monkeypox at the World Health Organization, told NBC News it was unfortunate but true that we don't know yet whether the virus is predominantly transmitted through intercourse. Completely reading the situation as uniquely due to front or back intercourse is highly likely to be overreach, she said. The correlation may appear to be strong, but that does not explain the whole picture of disease caused by this virus. So we need to keep an open mind. Fair point. The reason why I was saying, saying it makes sense is that if you've got a postule, okay, a, a bursting postule on your skin, I'd imagine the virus is very readily there. And if you come into contact with it, it makes sense. That's probably why that's what they assumed. People are engaging in intercourse. They're rubbing on each other's bodies, spreading the virus. Now they're saying that may not be the case. Some ex- and and I, I have to say, I think this, it makes sense when you look at many of the cases where the postules are forming, mucous membranes in the mouth and the behind. They say completely reading the situation as uniquely do, uh, I'm sorry, I read that. Some, some experts in infectious disease see evidence supporting the argument that monkeypox at least transmits more readily through intercourse. At this point, said Dr. Paul Adamson, an infectious disease specialist at the UCLA School of Medicine, I'm not sure we can say it is primarily the, the uh, adult activity transmission and not skin-to-skin contact that also occurs during sex that is contributing to most transmission during the outbreak. However, emerging data seems to suggest that monkeypox might be more efficiently transmitted sexually. In an interview, Klausner, who had submitted a version of his and Alan Blitz's essay to, the, to a scientific journal for publication, distilled the evidence that he said supports the hypothesis that sex itself fuels the global outbreak into four major points. First, 
He noted that according to the World Health Organization, more than three quarters of global monkeypox cases are among men 18 to 44 years old. This is a typical age breakdown for diagnosis of sexually transmitted infections among gay and bisexual men. What's more, in recent studies of pooled monkeypox cases, among this demographic, 17 to 32 percent of those diagnosed with the virus received a sexually transmitted infection at the same time. Second, during the global outbreak, atypical to what has historically been seen in the 11 African nations where the virus has become endemic since first being identified in humans in 1970, monkeypox lesions have in the majority of cases occurred in men's genital and anorectal areas. This, experts told NBC News, suggests that these were sites where the virus first passed into the body. In a study of 197 monkeypox cases in London, in, uh, in London Men, published July 28, the BMG, British Medical J- Association's journal, researchers found that 56% had lesions in the genital area and 42% had them in their anorectal regions. And in a study published July 21st in the New England Journal of Medicine, a global team of researchers pooled 538 monkeypoxes, also in men from around the world, and found that 73% had lesions in the general or anorectal areas. This is exactly the point I was making. Based on the location of the postules, it does not suggest simply that someone's arm was touching someone else's arm. Third, researchers have found monkeypox in male fluids have been able to culture and have been able to culture that virus which suggests it could transmit through male uh, ejaculation. I'm trying to keep it family friendly. I just don't think this it's, it's as possible as I'd like it to be. Also, the authors of two recent studies have detected the virus after taking anal swabs among men who had monkeypox but were asymptomatic, which indicates the virus might transmit from the anorectal area during rear intercourse before people develop symptoms. Experts say more research is needed on both of these fronts. Referring to bodily f- fluids... Uh, such, such as semen, vaginal, and blood. The World Health Organization's Lewis said research is underway to find out more about whether people can spread monkeypox through the exchange of these fluids during and after a symptomatic infection. Finally, Klausner noted that scientists have identified an association between specific sex acts and the location of monkeypox lesions. The authors of the paper published on August 8th in The Lancet, documenting 181 cases of the virus in Spain, found that 38% of the men who reported having receptive rear intercourse, called bottoming, developed proctitis, or inflammation of the rectum. Just 7% of the men who reported sex with men uh, developed this potentially excruciating symptom. Additionally, 95% of the men with tonsillitis reported performing oral on a man. Dr. Oriel Mitja, an associate professor in infectious disease at the University Hospital's German Trias y Pujol in Spain, and the joint senior co-author of the study in The Lancet said monkeypox transmits most efficiently when lesions come into contact with the mucous membranes in the anorectal area, genitals, mouth, and throat. Monkeypox is more likely to transmit in this way as opposed to with external, external skin, which would need some sort of uh, defect such as a wound to allow entry of the virus. Dr. Dimi Agonia a professor of medicine and infectious diseases at Niger Delta University in Nigeria, acknowledged Mitya's research supporting the connection between uh, sex between men and monkeypox outcomes. This is not to say that females or heterosexual, uh, heterosexuals are not at risk of monkeypox or that the female area is not prone to abrasions during activity, uh, Agoina said. So very much so, this could end up making its way to the main population. If you end up with a bi man who's engaging in activities with women. So the conclusion they say is 
Harvard's Lao Tzu Alan Blitz acknowledged the pervasive concern that telling the public that monkeypox transmits sexually among gay men will fuel homophobia. He said there is, however, also a cost to keeping quiet about how the virus apparently transmits. This keeps people at risk from best understanding how to protect themselves. In our silence, we can also do harm. I agree. I think we need to make sure it's known if that's what the science is saying. NBC News doing the report. Uh, I think it's important information. We should take this into consideration with all of our policies, with the World Health Organization and the CDC moving forward to stress that maybe people need to use more protection, things like that. And, um, you know, maybe we need 15 days to slow the spread. You know, I don't know what the period of illness is, but I think within 15 days, you'll start seeing visible symptoms. 15 days, you know, just 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 chill out. Don't engage in let's call it close adult contact um, in these circumstances. And maybe we can put a dent in the monkeypox outbreak. Now, this this study is actually bringing up some dark questions. ABC News reports ninth child in U.S. tests positive for monkeypox. Okay, well, if the reporting from NBC News is true, we can draw two potential conclusions. One, they do entertain. It, it very, very much is possible to get monkeypox if you have an abrasion and you come into contact with the virus. It does not have to be through, let's just call it adult activities. However, if the majority of these uh, circumstances are sexual activities, then I think we need to investigate what's happening with these children. I do, because, you know, keeping these kids safe is going to be very important. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ABC News says a child in Oregon has tested positive for monkeypox. State health officials announced Wednesday, making the ninth reported pediatric case in the U.S. Quote, we have a known connection to a previously diagnosed case. Dr. Dean Seidlinger, health officer and state epidemiologist at the Oregon Health Authority said in a press release. This child did not get the virus at school, childcare, or another community setting. The case has been linked to an adult monkeypox infection that was confirmed last month. Okay, I I think we got to send in investigators. I I just simply put, health officials have initiated a case investigation and are conducting contact tracing to determine potential exposures. No additional information of the case will be disclosed at this time due to patient privacy. A total of 116 presumptive cases of monkeypox have been reported in Oregon, including 112 in men and four women. So I want to stress that to the stories from last night. And uh, so just as this is within, you know, 12 hours or so, we're getting this report a little 15 or so hours, less than a day. Women do get this. It is just that NBC News is saying it's primarily among men who engage in intercourse with other men. They say in total, at least seven U.S. states and jurisdictions have reported pediatric monkeypox cases. Earlier this week, health officials in Harris County, Texas, confirmed to ABC News that a presumptive case had been identified in a child under the age of two. Yikes, man. Officials reported the child has been completely asymptomatic, according to the child's parents, with no other symptoms other than a residual rash. The child is expected to make a full recovery and is doing very, very well. Quote, I understand that it's a very scary thing. And parents have concerns. And what we need to do is make sure to be vigilant and understand the risks, not assume the worst. But this reminds us that this is very real. The family has also been fully cooperative and is assisting with contact tracing that the child has not been in any daycare or school settings. Thus, 
Uh, thus far, no one else in the child circle has been identified as positive for monkeypox. Now, now that's interesting. Look, I know a lot of people might want to immediately assume abuse, but in the first instance, the child who was uh, diagnosed with monkeypox, there was an adult. Now, there should be questions asked about how this happens. Uh, but in the case where no one else in the close circle has monkeypox, there's questions about how that happened. And that's very serious. How this child contracted monkeypox is still unknown. The news of positive pediatric case in Texas comes after a child in Martin County, Florida, tested positive as well. The child was between the ages of zero and four years old. Officials in Maine also announced Friday that they too had confirmed a positive monkeypox case in a child. No further information about the case has been released due to concerns over patient privacy. Maine's CDC is working to identify any others who may have been exposed and make vaccination available to close contacts. In addition to cases in children reported in Maine and Florida, two cases have been confirmed in California, as well as two in Indiana, and a case in a non-U.S. resident reported in D.C. The majority of cases in the current monkeypox outbreak have been detected in gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men. However, health officials have repeatedly stressed that anyone can contract the virus. I don't think this contradicts the first story. I think that's a very, very important point. You, you, you have an abrasion. Maybe you got a scrape. Maybe you don't realize it. You can come in contact, you can, contact with this. You can get it. So take this, take it seriously. But I don't think we need any kind of panic. I don't think that this is going to um, become anything near like COVID, although it is much scarier. They say across the globe, nearly 32,000 cases of monkeypox have now been reported, including nearly 12,000 cases in the U.S., the most of any country, according to the CDC. All but one U.S. state, Wyoming, have now confirmed at least one positive monkeypox case. That's, that's interesting. They say monkeypox primarily spreads through prolonged skin to skin contact with infected people's lesions or bodily fluids, according to the CDC. Well, th- this is what NBC News is now saying. Research is showing that may, may not be the case. I think it is fair to say the, re- the, the reality is it is not definitive. At least that's what the experts are saying, the World Health Organization, that we don't know exactly. But new studies suggest it is more likely. Well, that just makes sense. I mean, if we're talking about this spreading through bodily fluids, it makes substantially more sense that sexual contact is going to exacerbate the spread. Which brings me to another very disturbing story. Dog infected with monkeypox prompts isolation warning. This is the story that there were two men who had monkeypox. They shared a bed and their dog contracted monkeypox with a lesion on its anus. That's the story. A BBC News says, in the first case of its kind, and health leaders say isolating from pets when infected, uh, and health leaders say isolating from pets when infected is important. They say there is no evidence the dog can transmit the, transmit the disease to other dogs or humans. They, they go on to say that monkeypox spreads through close skin-to-skin contact, and also when someone touches fabrics, such as clothing, bedding, or towels, which have been used by someone with the virus. All true. If there are bodily fluids. On these things, my understanding, according to the re- reporting, is that if you get that on you, you can contract the, the virus. So in the case of the dog, the most charitable uh, definition, uh, uh, description, uh, circumstance, we'll put it that way. The most charitable circumstance is that simply by sharing the bed that the dog may have accidentally touched some part of the, the individual which had virus and the dog contracted the virus. Now, the dog apparently did have on the mouth and the anus uh, lesions. And so it's quite possible the dog was licking himself. And, and that's how it spread. Uh, we don't know for sure. We don't know. These two individuals said that they were sharing a bed with the dog. So we don't know. I don't believe the BBC gets into the detail of where the lesions appeared on the dog, but I believe it was on, it was on its stomach, mouth, and, uh, and anus. 
Um, and that's it. I mean, the dog was likely licking itself, so you're not going to see it on its head or anything like that. They say Dr. Mike Ryan, director of health emergencies program, said it was not unexpected. What we don't want to see happen is disease moving from one species to the next and then remaining in that species and moving around within a new species because that's when the virus can adapt. And then adapting to that new species is incentivized to evolve as such. They're going to mention vaccine supplies, etc. They say it's undoubtedly attention grabbing, but how much of a risk does it pose? I don't think this dog is going to be going out and doing anything. They say monkeypox has shown a knack for infecting a wide range of mammals, including squirrels, rats, dormice, monkeys, and of course us. And this is what I want to stress. Ain't nobody... Ain't nobody having intercourse with a squirrel, okay? Like, this can transmit in other ways. And I think it's very important that people don't assume all of the spread just due to this one story is the result of adult activities. What the NBC News story is saying is that it's more likely, it's a more efficient transmission vector, and that makes a lot of sense. But still, pay attention. Prairie dogs can get this. Dormice, rats, and squirrels, I really don't think they're getting it from a person, um, or I should say from adult activities, although yikes, to say the least, if that's the case. Now, it's possible the dog like th- these, these two guys were in bed. Maybe these two guys were engaging in activities and then the dog lays in the bed and it's, you know, all over the bed. You get the point. I'm not saying there's anything untoward happening to this dog, but with the children, questions need to be asked about the close contact with children. It's one thing to share a bed with your dog. It's another thing when kids are sharing a bed and, you know, these things are spreading. These are questions that, that need to be asked. Um, I mean, there's obviously questions that need to be asked about potential animal abuse and sleeping, sharing a bed with your dog. But I mean, look, like it's, it's, it's relatively common for like the dog to jump up on the bed and, you know, sleep at the foot of the bed or whatever, something like that. And if the bed is dirty, I get it. And it is true that children often sleep with their parents and adults in completely normal uh, parental ways. You know, kid gets scared and says, you know, I want, I, want to, I want to lay in bed with you. I still think considering the data that's coming out from these, these studies and the suggestions that it is substantially more likely to be from uh, sexual activities, we should definitely be looking into, um, we should be investigating these cases with these kids. Because if these kids are being abused, I'm not saying it's, they, that they are, we, we should be checking on it. My whole point with, with a lot of my, my, my perspective on um, speculation is that we may form a hypothesis, but we don't need to come out and screaming the hypothesis is true. We simply need to say, OK, we're going to test. So if you say, you know, these kids got monkeypox and the assumption is it came through abuse, we don't need to come out and start screaming they're abusing kids. What we need to say is, hey, we want to uh, ask the kids some questions and figure out how they got this disease. It's that simple. And if the kid tells us something is happening, we want to go where the evidence leads us, not lead the evidence or, or, or bring the evidence, use evidence to find the direction we want to go. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people that will determine something is true and then try and find things to back up their claim. What you want to do is form a hypothesis and then test the hypothesis, which means talk to the kids, see what, see what they're saying, and then we'll see if there's something potentially bad going on. But I, I, I warn everybody. This is not exclusively an STD, although it is reported that it may be substantially more likely to transmit that way. We use that evidence in our investigations. But just, let, me, let me just stress, man, there could come a time where you somehow come into contact with somebody or an animal that's got it and you get it. And then everyone's going to assume you were engaging in, in adult activities and you're going to be like, I wasn't, but no one's going to believe you. Just take that into consideration. At the same time, we should be investigating this. And this needs to be reported. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Yeah, now this is what I'm talking about. You know, you want to get a prime minister for your country, you got to get a young, attractive woman who knows how to party, man. 
because while she's out, you know, this is the, the prime minister of Finland. While she's out, you know, dancing and shaking and getting those drinks, you know, we're, we're having a good time. Vladimir Putin is over here. He's trying to screw with our good time. You know, this is a funny story. It's stupid. It's funny. I don't really care that Marin Sana is is dancing on camera. So for those that aren't familiar, this is Finland's glamorous prime minister, writes the Daily Mail. And a video leaked showing her just like dancing and making faces. And it's like it's like she's a child, you know. And, and, and look, I'm not trying to be a dick. People are allowed to party and dance and do all that stuff. But at a certain point, you need a leader who's going to face down the threat that is uh, like World War Three or something. Now, I don't expect the prime minister to do all the work. But this is really funny. It's a combination of things. One, we got the big news story about the joint military operations with uh, China, Russia, India, Belarus. BRICS is trending. That's that's Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China and South Africa. And that's the, the real concern that while NATO is expanding, there is an opposing expanding economic alliance, though we'll see if they're willing to stand up to NATO. The threat of war is real. And when I see a story like this, again, I think two things like people going to party. Like, I'm not going to blame somebody. But when you look at this, this uh, prime minister of Finland's history, she treats her job and, and her presence more like a celebrity social media influencer. And uh, you know what, Finland, you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Vladimir Putin is threatening nuclear deployments over Sweden and Finland's admittance into NATO. Erdogan is saying he's going to block it. We're talking about some of the most serious militaristic consequences this planet has seen in a long time. And we have war in Eastern Europe with Finland on the border of Russia now trying to gain admittance to NATO. There is a very real possibility of expanding war. And with China doing joint military operations, new threats over Taiwan. The last thing anyone should want to see is their prime minister just shaking it. Yeah. But again, I know, I know. Look, we, we, we know that uh, a lot of these stodgy politicians, they party, you know, and they party worse than this. But it makes me wonder about the difference between several hundred years ago and today and where we're headed as a, as a civilization, as a, as a global population. And I think the West, Europe, the United States, man, we're, uh, we're, we're doomed. You know, let me put it this way. As much as I can say people can party, sure, we didn't always have this communication technology to film people dancing. So I'm sure you had raucous partying among global elites. But I'm thinking about a sentry, a legionnaire, a warrior in times long since past. And while people would be partying in the city and feeling safe, you had guards, you had uh, administrators, you had generals standing steadfast at the city gates to protect those within. What we have here is good times make weak men and weak men allow a partying 36 year old woman to lead their country in the face of World War Three. I am not saying a woman can't lead or anything like that. I'm saying this particular woman is treating her job as if she's a social media influencer, partying, partying socialite instead of the, the barrier between annihilation and peace and stability. But this is it. Finland isn't facing or hasn't faced a real threat in quite a bit. A couple generations since World War II and already people have forgotten. And this is where we are. Let me show you a little bit about what's happening here. 
We have this story from April. Russia threatens new nuclear deployments if Sweden and Finland join NATO. Well, as you know, the U.S. voted for that to happen. Erdogan is saying, I don't know about all that. July 19th, right before meeting with Putin in Iran, Turkey's Erdogan threatens to freeze Sweden and Finland's NATO membership. Okay, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe homeboy over here is going to be like, I'm not going to let that happen. And then Vladimir Putin won't have to go to war with them. Great. Finland limits visas to Russians amid rush of Europe-bound tourists. Uh Uh-huh. And why does that matter? Kremlin threatens retaliation if Finland starts banning Russian tourists. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, wait. So on August 16th, Finland has announced they're going to be shutting down uh, visas for Russian tourists. And about two, three weeks ago, the Kremlin threatened retaliation if they did that. So we are facing the very real prospect of war. Rest assured, your prime minister is shaking it and giving that kitty face. This is exactly what you support and you vote for because strong, uh, good times make weak men. Now is the time when you and and, and you know what? I'm just going to look. The Finnish prime minister, maybe we're only talking about this because she filmed it. And, and it was leaked or posted or whatever. But she's partying. There's, this is not the only video. This is who she is. The fact that Vladimir Putin has been in power for so long. What are we going on? Like 20 years. And you would appoint this individual. This is what you want leading your nation. The Daily Mail reports. The 36-year-old world leader was in high spirits in the video, which appears to take place in a private apartment as the group cavorts and dances for a mobile phone camera. Finnish MP Miko Karna, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because it's got the umlauts or whatever on it, from Marin's coalition partner Center Party, took to Twitter to urge her to take a voluntary drugs test. Oh, wow. Marin denied using drugs and said in a press conference this morning that she had nothing to conceal or hide. Quote, I haven't used any drugs. So it's not a problem to take a drug test, but I also think it's quite special that something like this is required, said to reporters at Kuopio's Rasala Airport. I didn't see any evidence that anything was used anywhere. Earlier this morning, she defended her behavior in the video to reporters saying, I have danced, sung, celebrated, done legal things. She said that she had not been drinking heavily. She also hit out at the person who leaked the videos, which she said were from a couple weeks ago. All right, let's talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, your... Uh, your reality TV real estate mogul. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the decorum issue. I have stated this every time. This is where I am principally. I think there is a a certain level of decorum that is required of the highest level of office for your country. However, Donald Trump is kind of a a madman. His supporters call him a madman. His detractors call him a madman. And with that, Vladimir Putin had fear of Trump. Hands down. When, when Donald Trump was in power, Vladimir Putin did not make moves on Ukraine. And the left is going to say stuff like, well, that's because he was serving Putin's interests. That's so dumb. It's because Donald Trump is a madman and everyone knows it. And he's unpredictable and no one knows what's going to happen. But also, Donald Trump was act- actively working towards peace. Now, he did his silly things. He's got his little dance video and all that stuff, too. The issue is, At a time of increasing tensions and escalation, this is just bad for Finland's prime minister. Now, I will say this. I don't care so much about her dancing. I don't. The question is, is she an effective leader for the country? That I don't know. I'm not from Finland. But I do see this. And I see what appears to be a breakdown in decorum across the board. That includes Donald Trump. That includes her. 
But I can say, while Donald Trump may represent a change in decorum, the United States has always been a nation where your qualifications need only be that you're over the, over 35, you were born in the country. Donald Trump has international business experience. He's negotiated tremendous deals. And he's kind of a scary dude. For that, it's kind of like, okay, well, I understand why people wanted to vote for him. I don't think he's the perfect guy. And I don't even think, I, I, well, I certainly think there's a lot of Trump supporters who think he is. I like DeSantis a whole lot. I don't know if DeSantis has what it takes. I go back and forth on this one. It's tough, guys. You know, because Donald Trump's going to fire the bureaucratic state and all that stuff. I, I don't want to jump the gun and be like, this video proves she's unfit. What I want to say is something, is inter something interesting is happening to our generation where this is, this is what we have for, for, for our uh, national leadership. Look, I get it. People dance. But it's not just this one video. There's other photos and videos like this one right here. Marin pictured ready to party at the Flow Festival in Helsinki with photographer and influencer Janita Autio, who was featured in the party video on the latter's Instagram account. It's that the prime minister of Finland acts more like an influencer and less like a world leader. That, that's, that's where we are. I don't care if she's a chick or whatever. I don't care, you know, if she wants to party. It's about being your nation's leader is about presenting a certain level of What's the right word? I guess leadership, focus. And while Donald Trump has a lot of problems with the mean tweets and he's a troll a bit, he does have a commanding presence. This lady, she really doesn't. Finland now appears to be acting like a vassal of NATO. This woman doesn't appear to be strong or leading the country. And Russia is staring down, or I should say they are staring down the barrel of Russia's nuclear armaments. This is a big uh, controversy, I guess. They say the fun-loving video has drawn criticism within Finland by those who consider the behavior inappropriate for a world leader, especially in a time of national emergency with Finland ending its historical neutrality to join NATO and grap grappling with a belligerent Russia. It, kind of my point. At one point, a man swishes what appears to be an alcoholic drink past the camera and the beat drops and Marin and her friends dance wildly. A little earlier in the video, someone can be heard shouting that, damn, this is going to be a good feeling. Yeah, I, I, look, I wonder if they're doing drugs. So in a time of uh, conflict and war, what do you want to see? Donald Trump in the Situation Room, Joe Biden in the Situation Room. Joe Biden posted these videos of him like talking with, you know, world leaders and stuff because it's a very real threat. Uh, this is a while ago. And I get it. It's theater. All of it is. So again, like I, I'm trying to be reasonable here. We know people party. Does it? Are we really going to act like they don't? Donald Trump partied. But your world leaders typically aren't acting like high school girls. That's I, I, what I suppose is the boiling frog situation. You get a world leader, you expect them to be cold, commanding and calculating and ready and able, willing in the event of a major crisis. Right now, with the threat of war from Russia, you just don't expect someone to be partying. And I, I think that's probably the real issue. I, you'd expect them to be, you know, anxious a little bit. Yes. When Russia is threatening war or nuclear deployment, I would say it is not appropriate to be partying and mm, yeah, ooh, ooh, and all that stuff. Nah, she should be sitting by her phone, receiving documents and getting ready for how Finland is going to react to this. Instead, it's all one big game, man. I don't know. Good times make weak men. So this is the latest development. While we're, while we're talking about all of this, Finland 
is while she's partying. I mean, let, let me let me just stress this. While while she's out partying, Finland has made a move to limit visas to Russia's, which Russia threatened there would be war over. And we do have a, a development on the U.S. Taiwan situation. America pokes the dragon again. U.S. says China will ramp up its military and economic coercion of Taiwan in the coming weeks after agreeing to trade talks with the island as USAF nuclear stealth bombers soar over the Pacific. Can I, I just maybe I should have led with this stealth bombers being deployed over the Pacific. Yo, World War Three, man. And this is uh, look, there have been uh, flybys with Russian and uh, uh, NATO uh, jets like uh, pressing on the territory. Just recently, we saw Russia enter Swedish territorial airspace, and that was shocking. China fired missiles, which apparently landed in Japanese territorial waters. We are on the brink of major international conflict. Stealth bombers are being deployed. But mm, yeah, let's party. Amazing. Whatever, man. You know, maybe that's the reality of how things have always been. And we just don't know. Yeah, I, I've been I've been to war. Uh, uh, I've been to civil war countries, I don't know, countries in conflict and revolution. I've not been in like active warfare. I don't want to overstate, uh, you know, the experiences I've had. But it really is something when you're in a place like Egypt. I was I was in Egypt during the second revolution. I literally got to watch a revolution. It's not what you think it looks like. Like I'm standing on a balcony and I'm watching people just point lasers at a helicopter. And they were like, oh, yeah, the, they, they've removed the, 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 the president or whatever the military is taking over. And it's like, huh. It's crazy watching the APCs ride through the streets. And then when we were in Egypt, what happened? We decided to get out as soon as the stuff started going down because, you know, we knew it wasn't going to go good when you're like, we're not equipped for it. I am not an active war reporter, never have been. I covered civil conflict and uh, um, like urban conflict and civil crisis, things like that. And so, you know, pre-Civil War, Civil War Revolution, but not when it's actively, you know, full auto machine gun warfare type stuff. And that's what actually happened. They started mowing down the Muslim Brotherhood. Right when we got to the airport, we learned that they had shut down the bridges around the city and like we would have been trapped. Crazy times. Crazy times. That was internal conflict. That was just protest. And we are not having these dance parties. And that's that's kind of the crazy thing about this, that a certain level of seriousness is lost. So I, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe, maybe people are allowed to dance, but, but, but you know, I'll tell you this, not when this is going on. We're on the brink of World War III, and that's your leader, Finland. I guess that's the modern era, you know? People talk about how the Scandinavian countries, like, set precedent by appointing young women to lead their country, and then what do they do? They, they act like they're on TikTok. They, they act like Instagram influencers instead of world leaders. It's, it's a scary thought because Vladimir Putin is a ruthless authoritarian man. And he, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves in against Finland. They say Taiwan lives under constant threat of invasion by China. We know this. China's words and actions are deeply destabilizing. They risk, mis risk miscalculation and threaten the peace and stability of the Taiwan Strait. Crittenbrink further said in the conference, yeah, 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 look. It's more than that. That's uh, Daniel J. Crittenbrink, U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for East Asia and Pacific Affairs. Bro, they threaten global stability. Crittenbrink joined Taipei in accusing Beijing of using Pelosi's visit as a pretext for their exercises. And they're calling it exercises. Let's call it what it is. It's a blockade. When China sends their ships around Taiwan and they're firing missiles, you ain't getting supplies in. 
This is going to erode and weaken Taiwan. We are on the brink of something very serious. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I guess, you know, bravo Finland. You know, there, there, there you go. It's amazing. This is, I got to say, it really does feel like a lot of what's happening in the West is uh, China and Russia trying to destabilize us. The conspiracy theories, they run rampant. Let me tell you. I wonder if the, if the, the, the conspiracy really is that the FBI is targeting Donald Trump to rally support for him and that the woke are being pushed excessively in the woke direction to destabilize their ideology. Because, you know, what I mean to say is, China pushes this woke stuff. They, 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 they do. And I'm not saying this like uh, they actually go on Twitter and they'll say things like you're racist. But then the theory is that they're actually secretly behind big pushes into other woke areas. And this destabilizes the United States. The conspiracy then is that the FBI targets Donald Trump so that it kind of proves his point, wakes people up and then moves people away from the woke stuff. I'm not saying any of that's true. I think the United States is being destabilized. I take a look at these European countries and how they're behaving. And it's like, bro, these got to be influence campaigns to get a country to basically remove powerful military leadership at a time like this to put Joe Biden in the White House. That I, look, if someone came to me and said that Russia interfered in the 2020 election, I'd be like, go on, I'm listening. Because they talk about Russia trying to put Donald Trump into power. But when Donald Trump comes in, Russia gets scared and backs off Ukraine. And now under Joe Biden, everything's getting worse. Joe Biden is a boon for these countries. I think the reality is our media is crooked. Our media is corrupt. Our systems are decaying. Our cultures are falling apart. What's happening in Finland and these other countries is a good example of it. And it's been that way for some time. The people of, Sw- of Sweden, when, Swindland, Sweden, when I went there, were so desperate for you to believe that they weren't racist. They virtue signal all day and night, but they were some of the most racist people I have ever met in my life. I'm not exaggerating. And I'm not trying to be cute. I go to Sweden and you get these people and they're like, we just don't like racism. And I'm like, then why did you put all the brown people in that slump? Shh. Are you going to hire them? No. And I'm like, dude, you're full of it. You want everyone to think you're not racist, but you're racist. Your country is in decay. Now, here in the United States, it's much the same. It is, it is probably a Western civilizational collapse. And it may, maybe we're frogs in a pot. And we look at this and we see, you know, what's the problem with dancing and, you know, partying and drinking and doing social media influence? Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe that's the reality. Maybe the reality is that we need a cold, steadfast, individual standing at the city gates, ready, knowing that dark times lie ahead. When you get comfortable and sit back and ignore the world is when it all really comes falling down. You know what this also sounds like to me? The tortoise and the hare. The old story, the tortoise is moving all slow and the hare is like, you can't beat me. I'm a hare. I'm all fast. But the hare is lazy and arrogant and falls asleep and is chilling and wasting time. And then sure enough, before it realizes it, the tortoise ends up winning. It's like, wait, 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 how did that happen? 
Bro, you were laying down. You're at a party shaking your thing while Russia was threatening nuclear deployments against your country. Tortoise in the hair, man. Vladimir Putin is not even a tortoise. He's a bear. This is a story of a bear in a hair. There's a bear threatening to destroy. And you're sitting there like, I'm going to dance. Let's dance, everybody. You. And then the bear walks up and just snatches up, you know, the bunny and eats him up. You know, look, man, I don't know. I, I, what, what, what do I know? I'm not a world leader. I'm just some dude on the internet complaining about this. But I got to tell you this. <laughs> you look at these photos and it does not intimidate. Maybe that's the trick. Finland, they want to put this young woman as their prime minister, social media influencer, because it will lure Russia into a false sense of security. Mm, ah, yes. And then when the bear of Russia least expect it, Finland will strike with a powerful general. A chiseled James Bond looking man who's like, <laughs> no, no, not really. There's, there's the, you know, maybe there's a conspiracy in international conflict and war manipulation. But in the end, they just put a 36 year old social media influencer in as their uh, prime minister at a time when they are facing war. You want to know something? I am um, substantially more serious an individual than this person. Often people point out, like, I never smile and things like that in photos. I'm just like, deadpan or whatever. Um, and I am not cut out to be a world leader. I am not cut out to do her job. I am not cut out to be in government and would never want to be. I could probably be, I could probably learn to, to, to be effective, but just, I don't think I'm capable. That's just not me. I'm, you know, I'm good at complaining about things on the internet, I guess. People like listening to that. But if, if I kind of feel like if I'm not even the right person for this, you know, why would they have someone like this? So um, I covered uh, the possible possibility of World War Three last night as my, as my main segment. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, we got a bunch of stories today. Crazy stuff's going on. And then I just saw this and I was like, I literally just talked about the threat of World War Three. Finland is a key component of the escalation. And this, this, good job, Finland. You know, I guess, <laughs> whatever, man, have a good time. Yeah, like it's college, like you're a kid, like you're, you're a child. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.